Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and and consult consult your doctors. doctors. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, They have mocktail ones. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Are you feeling lost, alone, maybe a little unsupported in your bariatric journey? Well, if you are, we have a great resource for you. It's called the Tribe Membership, and they have support groups every single day with experts in their field who also had bariatric surgery. Comes with journal prompts, workouts and recipes, you name it. They got it. You'll never feel alone again once you join the tribe. Now go over to thesleepdietitian.com and use code OSLP at checkout. Welcome back, OSLP family. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our Sleep Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And we got an Orjo. Do we? Yeah, we do. I never knew about it's it. It's less than 80 days away. Literally today, it's 80 days exactly. Really? Yep. It's on the ah, counter. So yeah, we are less than 80 days is- till the Just Be You Bariatric Award Show. It is the first ever bariatric award show yeah well we did one last year yeah but it's the first one like (laughs) we made it we did there's no other award shows that are created it's ours this is ours Um, and it's september 30th in washington dc yes at the howard theater so if you want to buy tickets and enjoy the celebration because we are going to have some interaction with our audience and we definitely want you there to be a part of it. Yes. Um, so go get your tickets at jbyawards.com. Yes. Um, and you can look at the hotels and you can book all the things there. Yep. Get your tickets right now. And also the, all of our sponsors are on the website. Yes, all of the nominees are up on the website. Um, if you sent us a picture, hint, hint. Double check your messages. Yes. Thank you. On all of your social media platforms. All of platforms, your platforms. Check your messages. We get wild with it. It's in. It's on TikTok, Instagram. Yep. Check your requests. Mm-hmm. There are the, the hidden requests. Like, I don't know why there's double requests now. Like. I don't it know. It doesn't make sense. Why do we have requests and then hidden ones? I think they it's because if they there. flag it for like. Like inappropriateness. Spam. Yeah. Which it has. I but They're I'm always like, I'm a crazy person and I'm like, what's in the request? What's in the oh, hidden request? Mm-hmm. I like to know. All the junk time. folder. Yeah. I know I like to know what's hidden. Yeah. So, so check those check because those. we need your photos. Mm-hmm. By the time this is out, I do believe we're in the we're gonna be in the mints of voting. Really? We will be. It'll be August. Wow. So August first is voting start. So get your booties over to the website, get your voting on. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So that means that you would only have sixty days to get your till the show. That's true. So you got to get your tickets right now. Yeah, it's go, very, go, go. very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check out the website. Go do all the things. Uh, if you didn't know, we have our own website. That's yeah. rsleevelifepodcast.com. You want to go over there, sign up for our newsletter. 
because you get a free ebook when you do that. And it's been revamped. It's been revamped and updated. So definitely go add yourself to our email list. When you add yourself to that email list, it is automatically into our JBY as well. Um, So make sure that you are signing up for that for all the newest and greatest news from There's also a button on there for Patreon. There is a button at the very, very top. Yeah. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a place where you can go to sign up to help support your girls. And then we give support back. So there is a support group. If you pick the $7 tier or higher, it's called the winner's bench. Because I didn't like the loser's bench no, term. No, don't like being called losers. So it is changed to the winner's bench in our mind and social media. That's right. So we named it the winner's bench. We fondly call them the benchies, our benchies. And there's lots of perks to being a benchy, mm-hmm. like a discount code for your ticket for the JBY show. Yeah. And then there's also a benchy brunch the morning after the show. Yeah. That is free for all of our benchies. It's our way of saying thank you to them. Mm-hmm. Plus, this support group is not like other Facebook support groups. This is not scary. No. Um, they are all very close knit. They help Help each other. We're all super positive. So go over there, sign up for that. Um, you're going to find that at patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And then Mel, what's the final thing they need to do? Well, the final, before I go to the final thing, I just want to let you guys know for the Benchy Brunch, it's on a rooftop. It's very important that you She's go. very excited about I'm this. I'm very, very excited about this because we got to go see it. We did get to go see it. Yeah. And actually, we do need to post that little video in the we Patreon do, and Benchy's group. I did some fun things where we're going to have God. the dinner so or the brunch at. So I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> She's but such a nerd. There is a free way to support your girls. Go over to YouTube. It's on your phone already preloaded. Click the button. Type in our Sleeve Life podcast. We're the only ones there. So go ahead mm-hmm. and hit subscribe and a little bell. And then you get videos like these every single Tuesday. It will be released to you guys. And you get to see our pretty faces. You get to see our pretty faces. And then you guys would know this whole time we have a lovely person just waiting to be introduced to hang out with us for an hour. (laughs) So so let's go ahead and bring her on. Welcome on Renee Paulson. She is the sugar detox coach on all social media. So check her out. And thank you so much for being on, Renee. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Beautiful yeah. ladies. I really appreciate the opportunity just to speak to you and your crowd and give you guys some tips on really crushing cravings because that's what I'm all about. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. We need help. We need help with this. Every so. day I have a craving. <laughs> everybody, everybody. So let me just tell you, you're not alone. And that's like totally normal, especially for today's society. Um, myself, like I've struggled with my weight for over 30 years. Wow. I was always the bigger kid. Um, my weight was up to 250 pounds after I had kids Mm -hmm. and I could, I mean, I grew up in a house where everybody struggled with their weight. And so it wasn't abnormal to everybody finish their own pint of ice cream. Like that was fine. That was a Tuesday night. Wow. So yeah, when I went to try and lose weight anytime, it was like fighting an uphill battle on roller skates, basically Mm -hmm. like it just felt impossible and then honestly, one of those last times was it didn't even like I had my gallbladder removed when I was 25 due to okay. diet and none of that actually stopped me until I was going to the gas station one day and I was going to buy a Flix bar and a pack of cigarettes oh. and I made an illegal left-hand turn and I was T-boned on my driver's side. Ooh. And that is the moment in my life that kind of everything changed, but the food part didn't change for a while. Uh, I ended up, I broke my back, my sacrum, my hip. I had a brain bleed. 
It was like a whole situation. Wow. I had never been in a car accident like that. It was crazy. Oh my God. Um, I actually ended up in so much shock that I pulled myself out of the car. They were like, well, we're going to have to rip your car door off. And I'm like, I want out right now. And they're like, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, uh, watch, watch, watch me. me. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will do this. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so I also worked pharmacy for over 14 years and like deep pharmacy where I did chemotherapy. So going oh. into pain management, I knew what that could potentially look like, mm-hmm. especially for someone who has an addictive personality as such as myself. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I've smoked a pack a day for years. Wow. You know, I didn't get into drugs because I did pharmacy and they're like, don't do drugs or you're going to be in under the bridge. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. I steered clear of that. So then going into pain management, I was on fentanyl and I was very, very concerned. Uh, I noticed it changed me into a different person when I was dealing with my children. And Mm -hmm. so I ended up where I was checking myself out of pain management. And I was like, I'm going to move to Oregon. I'm so excited. And they're like, that's a horrible idea. You're going to be in so much pain. You're going to have arthritis for the rest of your life. And so I went to Oregon with no pain management and I was in a lot of pain and Mm. I was like, Whoa, this is real. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my husband was like knees deep in Netflix documentaries and watching all of those. And he's like, Hey, I think that sugar is causing your pain. And I was like, you just shut up over there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me my friend is really being mean to me and hurting me. (laughs) So it ended up, he was like, well, let's try and do um, whole food plant-based. And I literally made it like almost two days, a day and a half, really, mm-hmm. and had a full-blown meltdown yeah. over wanting a McDonald's cheeseburger, which I was like, that's so random. I wouldn't, I don't want that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so I really found that loop, you know, going into the deep dive of food addiction and what that looks like. And I was like, oh, I'm not broken. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, it was like that. It sounds, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, okay, now at least I know the monster that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so once I kind of was like, oh, here's that monster, let's figure out how to battle it. I already pulled myself out of the car with a broken back. Um, But it turns out food and sugar addiction is a much bigger monster, even than quitting cigarettes, all those Mm -hmm. things. So, you know, I went at it hardcore and I was like, yes. And I failed, I failed many, many, many times. And I just, I tell people like you fail forward, just focus on failing forward and that you're going to fail. And that's what it, it is, what it is. Um, I lost 120 pounds without surgery and med- or medication. And I mm-hmm. put that on my social media, not to ever, ever shame anybody who chooses medication or surgery. It's really more of a, a beacon for hope because mm-hmm. when I was 250 and I was eating half a pound of brownies every single night and drinking heavy whipping cream out of the container, I felt like there was no hope that I, there's no way I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like I can't look at losing 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. It seems so overwhelming. And even in today's society, it's incredibly hard, even if you do surgery and medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my biggest pinpoint with people like that is like, that's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Even though I did it without, you're doing it with, it's still hard. You still have to put those tools in place because- mm-hmm everything can fail. People will gain weight back. I've done that where you do the yo-yo and you gain it back and you try Mm -hmm. and beat yourself up. And honestly, it doesn't do any good. And most of society is struggling with food or sugar addiction in some way, shape or form. So it's kind of like, let's figure out how to deal with it because the food companies aren't going anywhere anytime Mm -hmm. soon, you know, and we need food to live. 
So it's everywhere and you have to have it. And so it's very hard to look at an ingredient list and like like a McDonald's cheeseburger. You're thinking there's no sugar in there. Like it's it's a cheeseburger. Right. No, I make those at home. I don't put sugar in it. There is. And there's the fats, the salts, the sugars. And that's I and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where a lot of our addiction comes from is those three things. Absolutely. Well, there's a there's a term in food manufacturing, and I don't know if you you are aware of this, called the bliss point, um, where it's literally food is manufactured and dialed in, and it's um, they want you to get to that bliss point in your brain where it's like you're having a big O, you're having a party, it's really exciting, like wee, this is the top of it, we're about to hit that roller coaster, um, and they dial that in with salt, sugar, and fat, okay. and so it's very very calculated in to get you to a certain point in your brain to where when you go to try to have it again, you're not getting that same reaction. Again, very much like cocaine, like those drugs, it's still that that seeking behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think that food and sugar addiction is probably one of the most difficult addictions to have people really understand Mm -hmm. and not make fun of or mock. I mean, I Mm -hmm. used to have people come to my house and I'm like, please don't leave this pie. Thank you for bringing it, but I need you to take it home. I can't handle that. Like, oh, you can't stay on your diet for forever. And it's like, like, it's not a diet. (laughs) First off. That's when I started really. um, And I think this is big for food and sugar addicts is I started what I say. I peel back that mask is like, I'll let you sit in on those dirty little secrets. And I'll tell you everything that's going on. Cause then people are like, first of all, you start telling people that you drank heavy whipping cream from the container and they start, they're like, oh. Yeah, you you you're spraying whipped cream in your mouth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so people are very shocked, and I think once you get very candid, and especially with my husband, you know, because he was like, "We'll just don't eat that. I can just stop eating that." Well, good for you. I'm not the same. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But I think once people really um, they try to go without, especially sugar, because. If you do a sugar detox, which I'm the sugar detox coach, I coined it for myself really to, I did it as, you know, bet with my husband because he's like, oh, you can't make it. So I started and I was like, eh. <laughs> I'll show you. Why <laughs> do people hit a couple days in and they feel that they feel those withdrawal symptoms mm-hmm. that can be mimic flu-like symptoms. Yep. That's really shocking for people. And they're like, holy cow. You know, I didn't realize that that was what that was. And I'm like, yep. Yes. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that from the uh, liquid diet stage because I was going basically from eating whatever the fuck I wanted to you had four shakes a day. That was what I had for two weeks. And I remember that first week it was those flu like wow. symptoms hit me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I left. I mean, I was already bedridden at that point, but I really yeah. didn't want to leave bed after like during that liquid stage. Yeah. And I've had that moment where you're talking about when you're just crying because you can't have food. Like I've talked about it before, like literally just crying my eyes out Mm -hmm. in my door frame, just like, and my husband's at the time was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like this is wild. It's very hard to pinpoint why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. 
Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry, where you can have all of the system ready to go. Especially when you're on a road trip, that thing is a lifesaver. Yes. If you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15OSLPOD. And again, that's 15OSLPOD. And you can also go over to our Amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use. While we were in Florida, we got to visit one of our favorite bariatric surgeons, Dr. Donald Fridley at Surgical Associates of Bayonet Point. They tailor make all their plans to the unique needs of each patient. They have this cool thing there. It's an in-body scanner and you get to do it pre-op and post-op. So that way you can see all the differences and all the changes that happen. And he's also one of the surgeons that does his surgery with robotics. And we got to play with that. We too. did. So we were, so cool. we were so excited and we want you to have such a special care that they give. So go over to sabpweightloss.com right now or give their office a call at 727 819 9107. That's right. So, and tell them that the OSLP girls sent you and they're going to take great care of you. Yeah. And myself, I become as bad as this sounds like I become very combative and argumentative and like mm. literally steer clear of me, <laughs> you know, like just, just give me a minute. And, mm-hmm. and once I started to really look at that and go, that emotion tied to food in my head, being a Virgo, everything got to make sense. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why is that like that? Mm-hmm. I'm not starving. I'm not like a person who's starving, who I need that food or I'm going to die. Like, yeah. what is it? I feel like that. What is happening? And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, <clears throat> after my car accident, I had such a hard time driving mm-hmm. and dealing with that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I found that when I was going through the grocery store and going through the bakery section, and I was trying not to buy things that mm-hmm. I was having those, that same like anxious, mm-hmm. like feeling inside where my chest was really tight. And I was like, how do I deal with this and not buy all those pistachio muffins that I really want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know yes. for me, like with, I have five people that moved in to my house um, and it's my aunt and uncle and the kids and like, they have shit here. And I've done the whole thing. Like you have to keep it downstairs. And like, there's no way or I will eat these things. Like, she's like, do you want me to leave these cookies out? And I go, absolutely not. Like, you have to move them. Yeah. And now the new problem is, is ice cream. I had ice cream last night with fucking a shell, the shell drizzle on yeah. top. Yeah. Man. Yep. I ate that. Like, I went to town and I should not have because like, I didn't even have an urge for it. It's just they were all having it. And I was like, uh-huh. sure, I'll have some. And it's yep. like. Three huge scoops later and some fudge fucking drizzle. And now I I feel a little bloated today. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Like I feel it. Well, like, and I, I remember it. going through my divorce. That was when I started to first have sugar again because I went almost almost two years yeah. without having sugar, like, you know, massive amounts of sugar. And when my ex-husband left, where did I go? Safeway Bakery. Because me and cake were like this. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll get a slice of cake. Finish that off within a couple days. Then I went back and got three different slices of cake. Finish that off. And it was just like it ramped up and it just progressively got worse over the time. Because number one, I was going through a lot of emotions. I didn't want to face my emotions because, you know, divorce sucks. And 
three, cake was there for me. So why wouldn't I utilize that? But it went from even if I didn't have cake, I was scrounging for caramel popcorn, cereal, anything, anything. I could get. It, something, yeah. I just needed that something to like keep me busy almost. So I didn't yeah. think about what I was feeling. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. 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 I feel like when I was at the, at the height of my postpartum depression, mm. um, is when that was, it was so bad because I would wake up like as soon as my eyes popped open, I'm thinking about food. What am I getting into today? What am I going to do? I'm getting coffee. And I would start planning, 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 planning. Mm. I'm getting Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to hit this. I hit this. Road. And I would literally at hide. I would hide. My husband would go to work and I would just hide. I'd get the coffee, hide the, hide the cup, get whatever for mm. lunch, hide whatever. You know, and I would just hide. And then he would come home. And he was a little bit bigger too. So he would just feed off of me yep. and I'm like, I'm making brownies. So my kids would go to bed smelling brownies every night and wake up and they make, where's the brownies? I'm like, no brownies. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and it's so, it's something that your brain actually does to you when you're going through heightened emotional states is that we've heard that comfort food is your brain is like, whoa, mm. she is freaking out. And like, we just need you to woosah. And so mm. what's, what can we do? It's like the band-aids, like the brain is like, oh, here, cake, mm -hmm. cake, more cake, put the ice cream in the microwave and drink it down. My father-in-law saw me do that one time. And he was, he finished, I finished my pint of ice cream in front of him. And he looked at me horrified Yeah, and was like, you finished the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, aren't you going to finish yours? And he's like, no, I'm going to put it in the freezer. And I was like, what is that like? And he's like, <laughs> you've never done that. And I'm like, I, I can legitimately say, I don't think I've ever done that in my entire life. And he's like, I didn't even know what to say to you now. And I'm like, Ugh. so that's why people, you know, when you, you start to really hide things. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the, one of the tools that one of the best tools, honestly, that I came up with, um, and developed for cravings in that moment. And it works for so many different things that it's not even funny, like panic attacks, anxiety attacks, toddler tantrums, road rage, anything. And it's because it's, it's backed by science. And the way I came up with it, it's called the red balloon trick. It's my absolute favorite. Okay. This is my fourth child okay. after my two children and my husband. This is my fourth one. That's <laughs> and, <fair. yeah. laughs> he looks at me every time I say that and he's like, you have to say that. And I'm like, yes because everybody thinks it's funny and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It is true. It is so true. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But I was watching, um, well, I was really in Oregon. I was trying to figure out how to lose weight. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm trying to lose weight. It really wasn't about health in the beginning. It was like, mm -hmm. I want to fit in a nice bathing suit. Mm -hmm. I want to lose weight. How am I going to do this? Cause I can't stay out of McDonald's drive through and mm -hmm. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my kids were watching that movie home about like the aliens and whatnot. Oh, yes. I, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. I love it. So the, <clears throat> the Charlie XCX song was on that red balloon. Yeah. And it's talking about if you could put your troubles in a red balloon and float away. And I'm like, yeah, if only that were really true. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just kept toying with this idea. And I started, like I said, I started using it for driving anxiety. And what I ended up doing is I'm going to tell you how it works in your brain first. Okay. There's two ways because you're going to use visualization and a deep breathing technique. Now, I always tell people practice this before you need to use it because when uh, you are freaking out or you're in craving mode or you're like looking at a bunch of Nutter Butters in the grocery store, you're like, I don't want to hear you. 
I don't want to hear you. I didn't practice it. So whatever, I'll do it. I'll do it another time. So practice it beforehand. But what you end up doing is you take visualization and you take those feelings and you sit with them. All right. What am I feeling? Is it anxious? Is it craving? Is it, I want it. Is it emotional? You know, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to name it. Just have those feelings and recognize them. And then you're going to take three to five deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. But at that last second, as if you were blowing up a balloon, think about when you blow up a balloon, you're like, I want to do this in the least amount of breaths possible, (laughs) right? You take that extra little breath at the end. And what that does is it opens up those little tiny sacs in your lungs that are filled with CO2 that haven't been opened up, right? And so you're, you're, and you're going to push it on. You're going to visualize that make creating that picture in your brain that you're breathing those, you're pushing those out through, and you're putting them into a red balloon. So when I do workshops and everything, I give everybody a red balloon. I'm like, here, practice so you can recognize it and you see it. Check in with yourself after three breaths. Where are you at? Are you back in control? Are you still teetering on the edge? If you're still teetering on the edge, do two more breaths. Check in with yourself. So so it's always that check-in. Do I feel like I'm in control again? Once you feel like you are like, okay, I think my breaths are good. I'm going to sit here. I feel like I'm in control. Okay creating that you still have that visual in your brain mm-hmm. that you've got your red balloon. You have two choices. Cause you're going to let it go. You're letting that all that shit's going out and you can do it. And it can be like, Oh, this is so beautiful in the sky. Or it can be like, <laughs> that's how mine goes. Like, ah, over the place. <laughs> and you let it go. And that takes you from your brain here in craving mode, which is your hippocampus. That's anxiety, road rage, where you're just like, ah. I don't know where this feeling is coming from but I want an Oreo right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's where those are. So we're in freak out mode. That's what I call this brain hippocampus. You're freak out mode. She makes real bad decisions. She has the extra glass of wine. She calls her ex at three o'clock. She's like, I miss you. You know, she makes really bad choices. We don't want her to make any choices, especially not in the grocery store. Yeah. Because that's like sending my husband to the grocery store and be like, "Ah, here's unlimited money. Come home with whatever. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So, that puts you by using the visualization and that deep breathing technique. And that puts you into what I call boss brain, which is your prefrontal cortex, your prefrontal cortex. Think of her as like the mom of the group, the one that's just like, Mm. hi, sweetie. Do you really want to do that right now? Let's take a break. Let's take a second. And so once you get back into where you're in boss brain and you feel in control and you can walk away from whatever aisle that you're in, or even if you're in the bathroom, Like I've gone to a grocery store and had to go into the bathroom stall and breathe. So I could feel like I was back in control to finish my grocery shopping. Wow. So I got no shame in my game and I'll do it anywhere, anytime. Like I used to mouth breathe through the bakery. So this is a way better option because my mouth breathing was like, (laughs) so I wouldn't smell the baked good. Right. So that's that quick tool that you can pull out literally anytime, anywhere. Um, I like to do it practice it with eyes closed. So you can really create that big visual of a balloon. It doesn't have to be red. I, I use red because I don't know. I didn't see it before I, before I even named this people are like, Oh, like Pennywise. And I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> then I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know if I should be carrying red balloons in my pocket anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I've never seen the movie, but I can imagine. Yes, it's a good movie. But I would like I like to say I like the fact that you will go into the bathroom. And uh-huh. I want to repeat Take that for people. It doesn't matter. It, who, no one cares what you're doing, but you. 
Well, like no one's paying attention to exactly. Like, oh, she no one's going to know that you just had a freak out about the donuts you want and that you went into the bathroom to calm down. Mm-hmm. Only one that knows yeah. it again is yourself. So stop being mean to yourself and just do the thing. Because half the people you yeah. see in the grocery store or in a restaurant or just walking down the street and you are having a freak out because you want to go into the ice cream store, but mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't, um, you're never going to see those people. Like the chances of you seeing those people again is yeah. super slim. Even if you live in a small town, like we live in kind of a smaller town and it's, it's, you don't, I don't ever really see anybody ever again. No. Like even workers, most of the time you don't see again. So just do what you have to do. Yeah. 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 And honestly too, and I think that because I carried so much shame for so long Mm -hmm. that once I found out that I was struggling with food and sugar addiction and that the way that food is manufactured in this society is set up Mm -hmm. is that that that, that's what we're dealing with. And it's running Mm -hmm. rampant throughout the the US. Mm -hmm. So once I figured that out, I became and this is me. I'm very vocal and I don't like to be told what to do. So I took it as food manufacturers are trying to get me to do something I don't want to do. And so then once I started to look at it like that, my shame started to kind of like dissipate. It was like, well, I'm just a product of what's going on in the United Mm -hmm. States. My mom was a working mom. I was raised on processed food, like sticks, mac and cheese, hot dogs. So that was literally, that's the product of, that's the byproduct of what, what that is. So instead of feeling shame, a lot of times I would, I started to become very outspoken about it and just tell people like, I'm breathing. So I don't shove that donut in my face. Can you please remove it? And it's so, you'll be so surprised how many people are like, Oh yeah, I I feel like that too, or I'm struggling too. Or, and so Mm -hmm. it was very surprising because a lot of times people would, you know, be like, I thought that they were going to judge me for that. And you'll find some people will, or they don't, they just don't understand. Mm -hmm. But a lot of other times you're going to find that people are like, Oh yeah. Really? I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've said, Hey, you should go look up the Yale food addiction scale. I'm not going to say you are what are a food addict, but if what you took from my talk was that you went home and drank heavy whipping cream from the container all weekend with cookies, Mm. maybe you want to look into that, you know? So it's like, it's not anything to be ashamed of. And it's just something that I think, like I said, most people are struggling with it, which makes me sad that yeah. we feel so alone about it. Yeah. I think uh, we definitely classify ourselves as food addicts. Yeah, we identify as food addicts. Yes. And I kind of get frustrated when people don't believe that food addiction is a real addiction because it definitely mimics the addiction part of the behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like the behavior, like the hiding, the squirreling money away so you can afford what you want. The, you know, it, all of that I see as like, and you don't care. Obviously, this is the other part is like you put yourself in danger when you were crossing, doing an illegal cross to get to that Twix and that pack of cigarettes. That is it dangerous behavior. And part of the addiction classification asks that. Yep. And so if you're putting yourself in danger over it, you're addicted. Like you're not giving any other thought into your brain other than I have to get from point A to point B to get my fix. Well, and like, I know I get upset if I can't get there. Yeah. Like I get Mm -hmm. real angry, Mm -hmm. like angry or like sad. 
angry. I get frustrated. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah. or if someone interrupts what I'm trying to do to get to that item also makes me very mm-hmm. agitated and annoyed. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you questioning me? Like, let me just go. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get to the item. I mean, beyond the fact that Mel doesn't like questions. I really don't like She does questions. not like being questioned. She just does her That's, thing. Like, um, don't fucking question me. Like, who gives me the right like, to I do what I want. I do what I fucking want, man. That's what she... <laughs> That's yeah. Literally. That's, that should be tattooed on you somewhere. I, I, I do, do what, what I want. want. <laughs> we actually... My yes. little sister did that, started that uh, saying do what I want. way back when she, my mom would ask her to do something. She's all do what I want, do what I want. And so it kind of, yeah. And what was the thing that you called for the test? I thought I heard you say it real quick to the like, Yale food addiction scale. Yeah. yeah. What is that exactly? So the Yale food addiction scale, and they actually just revised it. So it's, it used to be like two pages and now it's kind of like a little bit more condensed and okay. really just a sliding scale on, um, eating behaviors and feelings and things like that. So when you're like, it's like, Oh, on a scale from one to five versus like often or, or very rarely, um, how much, like an example question, how much do you overeat when you intend not to, or how much are you eating when you're bored? Um, emotional, you know, feelings towards foods and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's a pretty good gauge if you're struggling with food and cravings. And I also, there's a study out for food addiction that talks about how it affects people differently, Mm -hmm. um, two different ways, which the food is just made to be highly addictive. So Mm -hmm. that's just one way. And I think that that's what a lot of men deal with Mm -hmm. because they're like, well, just, if you just stop eating it, then you'll just feel better. Mm -hmm. And you're like, thanks. (laughs) I never even thought of that. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And then women, we tend to more lean into that emotional side of it. Mm -hmm. Like I can, literally pinpoint when my food addiction started because it stemmed from childhood trauma. Mm. Um, my father left when I was five, but before he left, he dropped, he took me to the park with a blueberry muffin with beautiful sugar crystals on top. And he was explaining to me that, you know, he had gotten remarried. His new wife didn't really want kids. He couldn't really see me anymore. And I remember just sitting at the park and like, trying to, and like trying to tune that out and just looking. And I was just picking the sugar crystals off of my, off my muffin, just one at a time. And I was like, if I can just focus on this, then, then this doesn't either exist or doesn't hurt as bad, or maybe it's not real or, you know, whatever like that is. And then that's when I just started self-soothing with food and my mom was doing the same things. Yeah. The, Oh, you froze for a second. Beep. We are having technical difficulties. Renee, are you there? I mean, she is there. Everything else is there. I like that. Oh, oh, uh oh. It kicked us. Trying to connect. 
Yeah, everything's. I think the internet. Did the internet go out? I think the internet just went down. Yeah, no internet. Oh, there we go. I'm say it just kicked on my phone. Okay. Recording in progress. Okay, we're back up and running. Apparently, the internet went down. Just for like a hot second. <laughs> oh, for like, fun times. I was just <clears throat> messaging you saying, uh, we are still here. We are still here. I figured you guys were coming back. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just sit here. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're good now. Um, so you were talking about your dad giving you the muffin and that your mom was doing the same thing that you were doing. Yeah. Just self-soothing from with food. And my mom, you know, struggled with her weight for her mm. whole life, tried to do that yo-yo diet cycle. Mm. Um, and even now they, you know, still struggles with her weight. So we're, mm -hmm. you know, I coach my mom, she's down, you know, her cholesterol's down. So, hey. and it's very much like a working with a food addict and, mm -hmm. and saying, here's how you have to deal with things. Like mm. we have to change how you even look at food in the whole gist of it, you know? So, so you work more of like mindset around food. Um, I do mindset around food. And then even like talking about that nutrition aspect and how okay. to really um, feed yourself for the long term. One of the big okay. things when I talk with coaching clients is I don't want you to have to need me for forever. That's mm -hmm. not the point. I want to teach you, you know, how to not only lose weight, but then maintain and live healthy a healthy life. So you can mm -hmm. just keep your life going throughout, you know, live to your 80, 90, a hundred, you know, there's a lady on Instagram train with Joan okay. and she started when she was in her forties and she's been lifting. She's in her seventies now. Wow. And so it's amazing. Like people think I remember in my thirties and I was like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. just feel so hard. And I don't feel like I have enough time. And it's like, you can start whenever, you know, yeah. you don't have to think like, Oh, I need to figure out how to do all this. So it's really on its mindset. It's nutrition. It's working out. It's like literally the entire bag, because especially for, even if you're not just struggling with food addiction, but just food in general, mm -hmm. and you don't know how to lose weight because most people don't, we're not really taught. We're only taught yo-yo diet cycles. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, that's, that's not the way to do it. So it's just setting people up for you know, success for the rest of your life. Pretty yeah. much. I have to say though, um, your dad's kind of a dick. Ah. And I just have to say it because I was like, what the fuck? Now, like, let me take her to a playground, give her a blueberry muffin and say, hey, I got a new wife and, and you're not one other kid. with me. So cool. hope you understand. <laughs> Peace out. You shouldn't be with that fucking lady. Okay. I mean, my mom left my dad because he was abusive very early in my childhood. <laughs> and so I can. You OK over there? Sorry. I went down the wrong pipe. Okay. Oh, no. Are you dying? I'm good. Okay. Uh, my dad left, my mom left my dad because he was abusive. And so I think that's where a lot of my self-soothing came from too. So I can definitely relate to you on that because I, I definitely have daddy issues. Not so much anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's dead now. So that kind of took care of that. Well, daddy um, issues don't go same. away because they're dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
That's FYI. I feel like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I healed my daddy issues when he died and also the way he died. Cause I was like, wow, karma is alive and well. How did he because die? He got esophageal cancer. He never smoked a day in his life. Um, oh. Just saying he was very, very large man. And he, once he was diagnosed from then he, I know they did a couple of rounds at several rounds of chemo. He had a tube, a feeding tube. He could not eat. He threw up every couple hours wow. and then he died after 120 days after diagnosis. Wow. Damn. That's wild. So yeah. I mean, like, we're all in the dead dad club, but we are. Three well, you loved your dad. Like your dad was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great, but he well, was a, a better dad than what you two have. That, sure. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, That's mine sure. Mine just stopped eating. So low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine just stopped eating. So he didn't want to eat. He didn't want to drink. He didn't want to do anything is what my mom said when she told me. But I was like, okay. Okay. Like, I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know what you want from me. Like, yeah. Sorry, he's dead. Yeah. Sorry, not type sorry. Of thing. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it is it did play a part. I think a lot in uh, previous my previous relationship, my previous marriage, and I think it played a lot a big part. I thought my ex husband and my dad were nothing like, and then when it boiled down to it, they were very similar. Yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, because I know mine yeah. triggers from childhood too. Like, yeah, because my parents would just fight a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot, lot, mm-hmm. and. The things I've seen are pretty wild what they've done to each other. Well, and sh- you even came and up with why you were eating salting crackers. Yeah, because that's what I would do. When they would fight. When they would fight. Is oh, she would sit on yeah. the couch and she, eat salting crackers. I would watch, I would like that's either self-soothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would just do that. And I well, I was so now I can't have salting crackers at all in the house. Because mm-hmm. I will literally eat a whole sleeve without even yeah. realizing it'll be gone within like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, because it's a slider food like it's that's what it does. If you put a cracker in water, it's going to be gone just like that. Yep. So that's what I would do is me. My my brother would protect me. He'd put me in one of the rooms and then I would have crackers and I'd watch something or I would just like try to tune out music, all the craziness that was happening in the other room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how like some of our coping mechanisms like we carry them forward and then Mm -hmm. we're looking at them, we're like. Oh, how do I unpack like all of this and and put you back together again? Mm-hmm. You know, and when my when my father died, I actually went to the memorial service and I sat there and listened to all these people stand up and talk about how great he was and what an amazing person he was. Oh. And I think that that was just part of that healing journey because I think to a lot of mm-hmm. people he really was, and yeah. I and he didn't have any other kids, so I think it was just like he can't, like, I just can't deal with like that responsibility of like life. So I was wow. just like, all right, you know. Yeah, it's I I think you definitely have to go through a journey of like, for me, it was with therapy and working with Jamie, the sleeve dietitian between both of them. It was it was almost like they broke me down and now I'm kind of building myself back up. Yeah, because I was actually had a conversation yesterday with my therapist and he was asking me because we went we've only had one therapy session in six weeks because he had surgery and then when we were gone and all this stuff. And I was like. He was asking me how I did while I was gone. And I was like, I feel myself getting stronger. And three months ago, I never would have said that. I would have been like, nope, I can't. Like, I'm not strong enough Mm -hmm. right now. And I feel myself getting stronger. And I feel myself um, really learning why I do the things that I do. And what am I trying to accomplish with that? 
um, you know, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm eat, trying reaching for something and it just came to me the other day, too, is that the reason why I don't sleep good is that my dogs aren't with me mm, and they were so with me for so long. It plays a factor. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind of it's interesting how your brain kind of can figure it out later on. Oh, yeah, because yeah. there is triggers throughout your mm-hmm. life that will affect you later, whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll just come to you. So what do we do? Because like, you know, reading all the stuff about you, like it's really helping people to beat their cravings. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's the main thing. How can you give us some tips and tricks? Like, how can we do that? Well, so besides the red balloon tricks, mm-hmm. so now we've got you back in control. If you're in the grocery store, you're out at a barbecue or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The next thing that I really like to teach people to do is what I call the grab and flip. If you've ever watched Legally Blonde and you know, the bend and snap bend trying and snap. to get a man, yeah. but we're getting, we're getting something better. So it's really just that grab and flip and getting used to grabbing items and looking at the nutrition label. Mm. And that's something that... <clears throat> Their food manufacturers are banking on you not doing that mm-hmm. because they can put all of the things on the front, like all natural, organic, all of those things, they're marketing terms mm-hmm. to get you to buy that product. And so looking at that nutrition label and starting to get comfortable with it and starting to really look at what, what's going on here. And I think with the nutrition label, first of all, we're programmed to look at calories, mm-hmm. right? They're always in big bold. They're the biggest mm-hmm. one on the label. And that's actually one of the last things that I look at ironically, because people are like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, because a calorie, it doesn't equal a calorie. So mm-hmm. I need to look at what I'm digging in further. Okay. I know it has calories in it. I'll look at the calories to see if it's worth it. That's another big thing. Like, is this worth it mm-hmm. or not? Where's the category going to go? So you're looking at that nutrition label, the sugar detox coach, I always look for the added sugar. What's this looking like? You know, especially for, for women and kids, the threshold is 26 grams of added sugar every day for men. It's 35. Also women, a full grown woman and a child has the same sugar threshold. I think that's really weird. It's very weird. and doesn't seem accurate, <laughs> yeah. but that's fine. Let's just put us in yeah. a box. Got it. Yeah. So really looking at that, those added sugars, cause that's going to tell you how that's going to kick up your cravings or not. If there's a shit ton of sugar in it, like that's a treat that needs to be treated as something that is a treat. I don't care if you're like, Oh, this is apple juice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that looking at, is this a treat now? Would I, would this be worth it as a treat for myself or not? Once you put something in the treat category and someone's like, well, I think that's not a treat. And you're like, okay, well that it is looking at the nutrition. So if it's not a treat, that's worth it to you. That goes in the not worth it category mm. um, okay. beyond. Yep. Beyond sugar. Then the next thing I look at is carbs. Okay. And carbs and fiber on a nutrition label, they are besties. So we want to look at those together and make sure you're looking at a good ratio for that is a 10 to one. So 10 grams of carbs per one gram of fiber. Okay. Cause that's going to tell you that fiber, <clears throat> your body doesn't digest fiber. It helps you go to the bathroom, but really also what it does is it helps bind up that food to keep it moving through slowly. Mm. But inside of your small intestines, there's these things that are called villi. And think of villi as like their little fingers on the inside of your Mm. intestines that your food moves through. And so fiber is slowing things down so that it can get the nutrients because that's where it's pulling. Oh, here's protein. Here's sugar. Here's I need to put this here in this in this part of the body. So if you don't have enough fiber, you've got things that are going to spike you up really fast. Those carbs, that will be a simple carb, spike up that glucose really fast. 
So there's nothing to slow it down. So then it'll drop you down really fast, Mm -hmm. which is where you're going to hit cravings. And you're like, I'm tired. (laughs) I feel like I need a coffee. I need a pick me up. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, so that's where that craving is going to come from. Cause you'd be like, Oh, let me just grab a handful of M&Ms. That'll pick me right up. And so Mm -hmm. you start to ride that wave. So looking at carbs and fiber, obviously right after you look at that, you want to see how much fiber is in there. Uh, For women, we should be getting about 25 grams of fiber per day, 21 to 25 grams. If you don't have a gallbladder, it's more in the 25 grams, which I don't. I do not either. So I do. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Do you, do you want to know why that is that we need more fiber? Yeah. Yeah. So your gallbladder is in charge of holding bile, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like little pocket. So once you don't have that, then bile is just dripping into your stomach and your small intestines all the time. And bile is highly carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's where you'll see small intestine cancer and also all sides of that. So we really want to bind up that bile and protect the body on the inside, but um, still get the nutrients and everything that you need going through. And how much was that again that we needed? Um, if you don't have a gallbladder, about 25 grams yep. yeah. per day, per day, yes. per day. Okay. No, for yep. a week. I wasn't sure per meal, <laughs> <laughs> butthead. <laughs> God. Okay. Good to know. 25 good to know. grams per day. Per okay. day. Okay. Per day. Got it. Yep. Per day. And one of the best ways that you can track your food to see what you're actually getting nutrient wise, I like to use the food tracking app Chronometer. They have a web based version, which the web web based version, if you're looking at for nutrients, it's a lot easier to read. But it shows you the breakout of your macronutrients, but also your micronutrients, your minerals, your vitamins, the fiber that you're getting, all of that stuff. So it gives you a better picture of the food that you're actually eating. Oh, I love that. And what it's going to do on the inside. So if you have those carbs or those simple sugar that spikes you up, that's going to spike your cravings up. It's going to dump you Mm. down. Then your, your brain is going to be hunting for things on that, on that dip. So even if you're like, I can handle this, your brain will try to out trick you at every angle. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. If you have enough fiber, you're going to be full. The next thing on a nutrition label that you want to look at is protein. Mm. that's going to be your cravings killer as well. Mm-hmm. So if you got a good amount of protein in there, that's going to keep you nice and satiated to keep you nice and steady. So you've got a meal or at least a food that's built where you've got the fiber, you've got some carbs, you've got some protein, then look at the calories and the fat. You know what I mean? If it's like crazy high in calories and fat, but it's really good nutrient dense wise, then you start to really outweigh it. Okay. What does that look like? What's that looking like for you? What is the food? Is it a processed food? Is it something like, well, I need a little bit of this and I'll do this later. So really kind of looking at it in that way. The last part of the grab and flip is the ingredients list. Mm -hmm. So what I like to tell people, especially when it comes to cravings, the longer that list is, the more it's going to kick those cravings up because there's more added things that they've added Mm -hmm. in there. And so especially if they've got anything in natural flavors, which is everywhere. Yeah. So it's hard to avoid on that, but natural flavors can have about, I think it's almost 40 ingredients that they don't have to name, which is concerning. Yes. Yeah. That's also concerning. So you're like, okay, well, what's in there that you're putting in it? Mm Because now they're saying, well, natural flavors, something in there is also kicking up cravings, but we don't know what it is Mm. because they don't have to tell us. They don't have to tell us. Mm -hmm. Another shocking thing. Um, is that the nutrition label can be 20% wrong at all times. So 20%? that's also, that's no, a the lot. FDA allows, allows for 20% error 
on any nutrition label. What the fuck? Twenty percent <laughs> air. What yeah. are no, we talking about? Like this isn't like point five percent. This is like twenty percent. Okay, so we are projected to lose what fifteen to twenty percent of our body weight when we have surgery. So if you think mm-hmm. about that, that's a lot of fucking something that's in there yeah. that <gasps> they're not telling us. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, okay, hold on. I'm really, <laughs> we're, we're not happy. We're um, not happy right no. now. Well, and the more that people know this, that's why, I'd, because the more, that because people hear that and they're like, wait a second, if I was 20% wrong at my job every day, I would be fired. Like yeah. I wouldn't have a job. Like I allowed. understand and a five to 10% error. I'm okay with those 20 that's 20. a lot. That's a and lot. I'm actually not happy with 10 either. It needs to be like five or less. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking like also, 0.5 to a point. <laughs> like Also, anything that is 0.4 grams or less, any per serving, they can put it at zero. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Oh, ah. so I have a question. I have a question. So <laughs> when, when packages like break it up into more servings, so like, Lenny and Larry's cookies. They're this big cookie and you look yeah. on the back of it and it's two servings yep. on yeah. it. So you True. flip it around and you see like, oh, it's a 150 calories. Oh, that's not bad. And then you, you're like, okay. And then you eat it. And then you're like, why am I gaining a little bit of weight? And then you realize it's two servings. So do they do that on purpose so that they don't have to, um, yeah. The other thing on the nutrition label, I wish I had one here, right. But I don't have one. Um, that they can do. If you look at a nutrition label, you see those percentages, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those percentages are based off of a 2000 calorie a day diet. Correct. That's why like, if they put, oh, well this, this amount of sugar and because the FDA has said to have less that you could have 10% of your calories come from sugar. That's where that percentages are coming from. So they can put a lower percentage on there and say, oh, well this, see this, it's only 20% of your daily sugar. But really, if you look at it and like for a kid, it's like, oh no, that's like 85% of your daily sugar. That's like, uh, it's so, they they got a lot of tricks that they play back They're there. They're a bunch of manipulator little bastards. Yes, they are. They're liars. <laughs> because if you think about it though, no one's on a 2000 calorie diet anymore. Like, Not really. Women are supposed to be anywhere between like what, 1200 to 1500. Uh-huh. And then like, Dudes are supposed to be like 1,800 to 2,000. Yeah, but if you think about it, for bariatric patients... Yeah, we can barely get 1,000. Especially in the beginning, you're eating like maybe four, four to 800, depending on where you're at, which none of that is wrong, yeah. by the way, if you hear that. none of, If you're 400 or 800, it doesn't really matter. No, um, you're still getting nutrients. So if you think about it, we're kind of in a, ki- a kid category. Yeah. So if you're eating, if they're saying 20% of the sugar, you really have to look at it as a bariatric patient of like, oh, this is like 100% of the sugar for well, me, for and us. It makes me think, no wonder why they are allowing 20% wrong. Look at how many like deviations they're doing just to make you feel like you're eating something okay when you're when really you're not. freaking not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Did you hear, it was, I want to say, five or five months ago or so. So there was a study and the news, everybody got in a whole big uproar about this study and this food study that said basically lucky charms were as healthy as chicken. Right. Ah. Did did you guys see that? (laughs) No, no. Okay. I'm going to send it to you afterwards. Please do. I looked into this study 
because they have everything labeled from like a zero to a hundred, right. On this scale. Okay. So like chicken. And so like the top parts that were closer were like, have these in limited quantities and like the middle parts were like, these are okay. And like, these are, these foods down here, like eat whenever you want. Right. Okay. So they put lucky charms and grilled chicken breasts on a 77. They were like right there together. And so I looked and I'm reading this study and here's what I fear that they're banking on that they might change is because they, the food labeling system, they can put whatever they want on the front. Those Mm -hmm. are marketing terms, Yeah. but they are banking on that. People are not going to grab and flip and Mm -hmm. learn how to read that nutrition label. So they're going to put a number on the front. That's a one to a hundred. And then people are just going to automatically going to go in. You'll see, Oh, well, this says it's a 77. This is good. And this is a 77 and this is good. And this is an 80 and this is good. And so you don't really know what it is because you're just relying on that. So they can literally lie to us on the front of the box all they fucking want. Yeah. So they can literally. Have you seen those where it says like macros on the front and they'll tell you them. But you definitely have to grab and flip because they're lying. (laughs) They're lying. Mel's whole life is a lie right now. It's like so angry. Well, because. Okay. Backstory, a little bit about myself is one, I love numbers. Mm-hmm. Two, I do have my bachelor's in accounting. So when you take numbers like this, it just makes me angry because one plus one will always equal fucking two. And I don't understand why they want to keep manipulating numbers. I mean, I get why they're doing it. They're doing it for money and mm-hmm. for marketing, but it's like, it's disgusting. Like yeah. my mom comes from a generation of if you put it on the label, it's factual. If you, you know, if you read it in the newspaper, that's factual. She doesn't understand how much society has manipulated things to where now she's at the store thinking she's buying stuff and it's not okay. Mm -mm. Like it's very confusing, especially for the older people because they've been like trained basically to believe everything Mm -hmm. that's in front of them. And then we're in the generation of like, we have to literally research every fucking thing to make sure Mm -hmm. we're doing okay. And it's exhausting. Well, Mm -hmm. I I have kind of a question because my mom is kind of a a nut when it comes to organic and non-GMO. Yeah, let's get to the organic because I'm nervous now. Because I really want, so I really want to know like if, if it's saying on the front, like, organic non-gmo oh what's front like front kelly if if it says that on the front if it says it on the front it could be that one product one ingredient in there is organic and then they'll put organic on the front and you're like have you ever seen those labels where it's like oh organic carrot organic and you're like whoa all right stop jamming that down my throat on the ingredients Mm -hmm. list i get it it's or but they're doing that on purpose because they're like, I said it's organic, but here's all of the ingredients that are organic in it. It cracks me up when they say organic carrot. I'm like, it's a fucking carrot. Of course it's organic. <laughs> like in my brain. Like, well, because back in like what about about a decade ago, they were making the, the normal carrot. Like if I grow a carrot in my backyard, mm-hmm. it's like a certain size that it will only get to. Yeah. Really. But yeah. the manufacturers though are putting like the the GMOs and the stuff to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's not organic. Oh, I, I get it. But it's just every time I look at it, I'm like, no, fuck, it's organic. Like, it's a but that's carrot. We have to tell people because they're doing all these backhand shit. Yeah. And then yeah. now we know that. We can't believe that. We can't believe anything. No, they're yeah. all liar I like it when I see, 
Organic gummy bears. Oh, that's probably my favorite. I'm like, okay, awesome. Love it there's, when I can grow a gummy bear outside. Yeah. I'm like, there's <laughs> nothing organic about these gummy bears. My mom yeah. really, truly, she, like, I feel like she's half in where your mom is, mm-hmm. where she'll believe it if it's on the front. Now, my mom also does a lot of research. She does. So my mom is a very smart woman. She graduated with a degree at like 38 years old. She had four kids on her own. Very smart woman. But sometimes I think that she's like, oh, it says organic. I'm just going to grab this. Sure. Because if you open up her cupboard, because we used to live together and I would open up the cupboard. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? It's organic. Like, oh. It's all organic. It's like Annie's or like those little microwave meals that say that they're oh, like organic. The, and the Amy's. The yeah. Amy's. Yeah. Amy's, yeah. And I'm just like. Yep. Oh, I I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to get a TV dinner or microwave meal, like just buy, just buy whatever. Like it's, it's all in the same category to me. And I don't know if that's accurate or not. Well, but. I'm sure a lot of people at home are frustrated with that because like we shouldn't have to do this much for like research on our own food. Yeah. 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 So. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. And even when you start to look at ingredients lists, mm-hmm. you know, a good rule of thumb is like, if you can pronounce it, then if you can pronounce most of the things, mm-hmm. great. If you can pronounce all of them, awesome. That's right? a great okay. food to get. You know, once you start to hit those things that you can't pronounce, it starts to get really hairy, especially mm-hmm. with cravings. And I, one of the biggest reasons why is, and this is what you can tell because your parents went through like the smoker's age, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Philip Morris, once they started to get in trouble in the 80s for cigarettes being addictive and like mm-hmm. killing people and like that whole shebang, they started to get real nervous that people are not going to smoke as much as they did. Mm-hmm. So they bought food companies and they bought Kraft and they bought I forgot Capri about Sun that. Yes, and they, they bought <laughs> mac and cheese. They bought all those food companies. I so didn't they know that. already have the play. They had the playbook on cigarettes on how to make shit addictive. Oh, and they have lobbyists so, too. Like they have the whole thing going. Well, I knew that, but like, yeah. So then they bought food yeah. companies. So Philip Morris owns a shit ton of the processed food that comes out that's that's <sighs> manufactured. They already had the playbook, and now they have the cheeseburger bill. Which the cheeseburger bill is, a, you know, I don't know if you know the cheeseburger bill is a real no, bill where no. people cannot sue f- food manufacturers for making them overweight or obese. Why do you think food? Is, and this is just my own conspiracy. Food and sugar addiction is not in the DSM. I We're hoping that it'll be in the DSM in the next couple of years when it comes out again. Mm-hmm. But that would not really look super great because then you could start to really go, oh, food addiction. Well, what part of that is addictive? Well, what, you know, you can yep. start to really worm in there. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of banking on that cheeseburger bill right now and hoping that other people don't figure it out, you know? Well, the cheeseburger bill, now thinking about it too, they would have only have done that if they fear that people can sue them and fucking win because yeah. they're putting chemicals in the food to make you go back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is. And also having 59 different names for sugar which is one of the most highly addictive ingredients that are going to be in there. Yeah. And I was going to ask about that with the, um, all the different names for sugars, there's also alcohol sugars and there's all these things that they're putting in, um, health food, protein bars, things like that. How does that 
affect our cravings? Is that a portion of it? It would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what ends up happening when I call them fake sugars, you know, they can be sugar substitutes, however mm-hmm. you want to call it. What ends up happening is that um, they hit the sweet receptors on your tongue. And so basically your tongue tells your brain, it's like, Hey, sugar's coming, like get Party. ready. And, but that doesn't hit the brain the same way. It doesn't hit that reward center. So it's not lighting up the brain. Mm-hmm. So the brain ends up going, you promised me something. And now I'm going to throw a toddler tantrum until you give it to me. And I'm going to circle loop this loop, 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 loop. And there's a lot of times when people will be like, oh, well, I just grabbed this or I grabbed a handful of M&Ms, but that's in that where you're okay. Your loop is now satisfied because mm-hmm. you gave your brain something that you promised it, but it was already having a tantrum because you didn't really give it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to sugar substitutes, I really teeter on a more conservative side and mm-hmm. more natural side and do it as, as sparingly as I can, honestly, Okay. because if I want something sweet, I'll go for the real thing. And that's mm-hmm. what I tell like, I got cookies tattooed on me, the sugar detox coach, but I love sugar. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to choose to have something sweet, I'm going to choose to do the real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, I've, I'm like that too. Cause mm-hmm. I'm just like, just have the real fucking cookie. Just yeah. do it and get it out. Yeah. yeah. To me, like the other stuff really tastes, I, a lot of it really to me tastes fake. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I feel unsatisfied now, you yep. know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. And especially when it comes to like sucralose, aspartame, mm-hmm. um, ACE K, some of those, they've been banned in Europe because they've been linked to cancer. They've been linked to linky gut. They've been linked to mess with your hormones and all of those things. So it's, and even now the who just, um, came out, I think it was last week that now they've, they've announced that aspartame is possibly carcinogenic to humans. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It's so possibly it's like what? Carcinogenic. Carcinogenic. Gotta love that. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of times I think that people try to replace those Mm -hmm. things to have those sweeteners. And there's, that's just kicking up your cravings even worse. You know, when I tell people it's like plan a treat meal, Mm -hmm. enjoy your treat meal. Like my treat meal is a no holds bar. Don't look at me because it might be an ugly eating situation. (laughs) Like my husband and I went to a steakhouse. I ordered a big ribeye. He ordered a filet mignon. They're probably switch up. And I was like, listen, no, I'm going to eat that steak. I'm going to eat that whole thing. And then you're going to bring me dessert after. Like it's a, it's a, it's, a, but I enjoy it mm-hmm. and then I move on. And so I don't crave it all week. Cause I know I'm going to have a treat next week or, you know, whenever, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have the real thing and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to move about my day. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just having those little sweet things every day that can kind of keep you stuck in that loop, cause that loop is I may be the sugar detox coach, but that loop is so easy to snag in. It's not Mm -hmm. even funny. It's like, yeah, yeah. you could go, you know, have a couple days in a row. And then you're like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning thinking like, I should go get a Starbucks coffee. Like, let me Mm -hmm. go get that. Once I start to feel like I'm waking up like that, I'm like, well, I need to pump the brakes. Like, let me, let me start to go back to my tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember before I started working with my therapist and Jamie and I started Manjaro, I was like, in that loop. Mm -hmm. I would eat a nutty bar every single morning. I would eat one at night. I would have built bars in that also. I, and I, but I wasn't eating real food, like not to the extent that I needed to, but I was eating sugar. I was like replacing my meals with sugary things and I would have a Slurpee and then I would go and have a coffee in the mornings. And I haven't gone to Starbucks and 
A while. A month, probably. Yep. Like, because I used to Those stop are the there. Those things you should celebrate. Yes, yes, exactly. So like if me and like on my birthday, we went and we got Starbucks. We drove to the beach. Gotta get your free coffee. Yeah, gotta get my free coffee. And then we went to the beach and, but it was like, I felt satisfied because I had my coffee, but it wasn't also like, okay, let's get a second coffee. Okay, let's get a third coffee. It was just like, okay, I had my coffee. Now I'm done. I'm good. And we moved on. So it's definitely slowed down. Yeah. And I think it's, it's hard because in the beginning, you're thinking, what am I going to do? I, I, I'm eating this all the time. But once you get into a, like the opposite loop of like, once you stop having it, it ge- becomes easier and easier oh, to yes. say no to because you yeah. don't even quite remember what it, like why you wanted it so bad in the past. Yep. I don't know if that's yeah. accurate for you guys, but no, it totally is. For sure, yeah. Cause I was just thinking like that happens with fast food. Like if I fall out of getting fast food, and then all of a sudden, like if I get fast food, like say a month later, all I want it. Like, yeah, I want it at least a mm-hmm. couple times a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why I want Taco Bell, even though I had Taco Bell the day before. You know, yeah. like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. necessary. No. But once you get out of the loop, it gets so much easier and easier. It's just like working out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. you're, you're lifting 20 pounds. It's hard. And then like four weeks later, super easy. Mm-hmm. Like we got to just treat yeah. it that way. But like I'm. I'm really upset about these labels. I know you are. I can't get over it right now. Baby, gotta you gotta let it go. That's it is what it is. I'm so angry. I know. It's, it's one of those that you're just like, what? Again, how I don't like to be told what to do. I do what I want. Mm-hmm. So once now you're trying to trick me, mm-hmm. that was a huge switch in my brain. Again, taking that shame away and then getting really fucking pissed off and being like, okay, how how do I fight the system? Yeah, you know, yeah. how do I how do I work around this? You and guys so are oddly that, fami- like alike. Alike. I know. Because me, I'm like, that's what it is. Whatever. No, I'm like, we need to fucking fix this. This is bullshit <laughs> garbage. This is a problem. This is not well, okay. Someone was like, someone's like, well, what's your ultimate goal in your lifetime? And I'm like, I want a warning label on all soda. And they're like, yes, I like that like, idea. Yeah. Oh my I'm God. Like, I have never I'm heard like, you be that loud before. <laughs> Lord almighty. <laughs> I used to drink a two liter of Coca-Cola every single day. Don't even give me a cup. I used to drink that shit out of the, just the straight bottle. My ex asked me, wild. was like, how are you alive? You don't Mm -hmm. drink any water. Like what the hell? Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah, I, I have those because I, I feel passionately and upset because I was duped and I was tricked and I know how hard of a struggle that feels like and how impossible Mm -hmm. it feels when you're in it. And that's the part that makes me mad is yeah. that people just feel so stuck in that. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait, I, let me, let me pull you back this way. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Let me, you don't have to stay stuck in that. And another tool that I really love to use to set myself up for success in the morning mm-hmm. is I call it the Beyonce battle tool. Mm-hmm. And that's where you pick a song. You could choose if same song different song every day, but the power of music is so incredible and mm-hmm. pick a song that makes you feel good. makes you feel empowered, makes you feel like shaking your ass, you know, all of those things and take that five sec, five minutes mm-hmm. in the morning, put your song on dance, sing, shake your ass. Don't do it in the shower. Cause you will fall down. I did that. I did <laughs> not hurt myself even further surprised, but, um, and just get that out because the power of music, it reaches different 
centers of the brain that you can't reach with anything else. Mm. Um, I remember when I lived in Oregon, I went to a nursing home across the street and there was a woman performing, you know, the old timer songs. And this gentleman comes in in a wheelchair and she starts singing. He gets up, he's dancing, he's twirling the nurse, like the whole shebang. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And, um, afterwards, you know, he gets back, he sits back down in his, uh, his wheelchair. He's much like this. And I go over and I'm talking to the nurse. I'm like, that's so amazing. You know, that's so great. He got up and danced. And she's like, you don't understand this man is a catatonic and he will not move from this position for the rest of the day. And he won't move. He didn't move. I put him in this chair in the morning and I take him out of this chair at night. Like the only time that this man ever moves on his own is when music is on. And you're oh, just like, Whoa, I fucking love like, that. Mm-hmm. How crazy. And I don't know about you too. Do you ever get like when you hear a sign that's really powerful, like those goose, like those oh, goosebumpsy yeah. feelings? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a word for that it's called Frisian, Frisian. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the, only like 50% of people actually experience that. I did oh. not know that. Oh, I was like, Whoa. I do. I'm a, yeah, I'm a music do. freak though. Like I need to have music on all the time, all the time. Like I yeah. literally, if we go from the living room, the living room has like YouTube music going. And then I'm like, Hey, do you guys want to hang out in the back? Cause we have a pool and whatnot. She brings her speaker. And I bring my speaker. I literally bring my speaker everywhere I go. Except for Mandalay Bay. They don't Cabana. let you have it. They don't let the you have it. They, yeah. they told me to go away. Yeah. And then I came back and I still had it. I just she hit it. Hit it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, she does what she wants. Yeah. That's right. There's something about music <laughs> that I'm just like. I have to have it. Well, I mean, even yeah. our rising stars video that we had at JBY last year, like that we, gave us goosebumps. That yeah. song, it's called um Warrior. Warrior. And mm-hmm. it is such a great song. And I as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is my jam. Like it is telling me to just keep going. Yep. And it was like the one song that I had in my mind. And I was like, Mel, you're not changing it. This is the rising stars video. I'm sorry. Like, this is what it needs to be. And the rest of it. Yeah. But it gave us both goosebumps Mm -hmm. and like all the songs that we picked that went into the show had some type of meaning to us, to us. Yeah. Like I, cause the power of music is very interesting Mm -hmm. because you can literally change a whole mood for Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. it is amazing to like see that with people. And then the fact that we were in a, like an, yeah, a theater mm-hmm. and you watch everyone, like they were in it and they were mm-hmm. excited and you can see people having the goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know that it was only 50 of us, 50 yeah. of us get that because I've had that since a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. even yeah. a thing. I just thought everyone did. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought like songs just affect people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I was a band kid, man. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you that I have cried at concerts, like performing and it's embarrassing. And I'm just like, I don't know why I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, it just I affects you in a different way. Mm-hmm. For sure. I do yeah. have a question because I've heard this. I think when we talked to maybe a dietitian before, could be wrong. Okay. So don't fact check me. <laughs> You're going to tell me yes or no. So I've been told that if you sh- try not to start off your day with something sweet. Because it triggers the brain to want more sweets throughout the day. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So what ends up happening? Yes. And here's why. Okay. Because if you start your day with a sweet, like here in America, we're very used to cereal, all those things. That's probably one of the worst breakfasts you could have. Pancakes, waffles, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Really want a savory breakfast. Um, if you want a pancake, there's a way to eat that. I don't know if you follow the glucose goddess on Instagram. No, but we will um, right I'm now. On I'm on it. Love her. 
And she'll, she'll teach you how to eat sweets like that because what ends up happening is if you have a sweet in the morning, even if you have coffee with your creamer without eating first, what ends up happening is that it spikes up your glucose and that dip back down when it drops down Mm -hmm. is where you're going to hit those cravings. Cause so your brain just tries to recover all day from that dip. So if you want something sweet in the morning, or like if you want to have a coffee with creamer or things like that, um, or a Starbucks coffee, which I really put that in the treat category. Yeah, that's kind I of especially too. for for a sleeve. You know, that's where it would be as a treat. Something like even if you want to have a treat, even when I go and have my treat, I'm making sure I have enough fiber and enough protein, enough nutrient dense food ahead of time. So and fiber, protein, and fat, so that when I have that sweet, first of all the stomach look like this, right? And so that's packed in here. So it's just going to move everything real slow down through. So it's not going to spike you up, which is not without spiking you up. That's without that dip is that's where those cravings are. That craving monster lives. So have your eggs dip crevice. So have your eggs and your sausage and things like that first, Mm -hmm. and then have a few bites of the pancake is what I understood. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. So that's a way you can pair it and you can still be you, okay. Guys. Yeah, you, you still get that craving. Yeah. I'm glad that fixed. I asked yeah. that because I told that to my cousin and I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm right or not. So now you can checked. confirm. But it makes sense <laughs> though confirm. because she is a sugar fiend mm-hmm. and she loves cereal and she'll have cereal at night. She'll have cereal in the morning. And Shelby. Shelby. Okay. Yeah. 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 She knows. And so it's like, I told her, she's like, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, if you could at least just start off your day, this is what I told her two things. One, drink a full glass of water. I'm really firm mm-hmm. about that. I think everybody listening should have at least one glass of water before you do anything throughout the day. Yeah. And here's why. I It hydrates you. So when you sleep, you get dehydrated, you pee. You need to replenish yourself. That's how I see it. Yep. At least one cup. And I did realize all I do in the morning is literally moisturize everything that's gotten dry. Whether that's my body, like literally me drinking the water I'll moist, I'll wash my face. I'll moisturize my face. Then I go and water all my plants in my yard. Literally everything just needs to be replenished with everything water. Everything needs to be watered. Everything needs to be watered. <laughs> and it works though, because that one cup of water for me makes it to where like, I'm not thinking about food for a little while, you know? And then I feel better. Yeah. Well, so. and also yeah. take this with a grain of salt from her because she is not a coffee drinker. Mm-mm. She does not understand mm. us coffee drinkers that need to wake up and Rehydrate ourselves no, with coffee. Yep, I drink water. Coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually tend to go through phases on coffee a little bit myself. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought I would never be able to live a life where I didn't just wake up and have coffee. Mm-hmm. But I love coffee creamer, not really coffee. Uh... So I'm like, so I'm like, oh, so I mean, I'll drink the coffee creamer. And so right now I'm on my water cake where I'm just doing water right now, even though it's hot and I like an iced coffee and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm very most definitely a coffee drinker. Like I like the taste of coffee. I do brewed coffee and then fair life milk in it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's it. And it's like, right when it starts to change color, that's where I stop. So it's like, it's yeah. very dark. It's very like, mm. that's just me. But yeah, true well, caffeine. I, my coffee, my coffee was like this. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's too much. That's I mean, like I'm learning uh, that you you like cream. Yeah, 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 and like creamy things and like mayo and like mayo and I people. Some people are like oh, or like ranch dressing. I told once someone that I could survive off bread and ranch dressing for the rest of my life, and they're like, <laughs> "Are you okay?" <laughs> I said, "Well, that's what I want for my birthday." And my mom was like, and it was to my mom. She's like, 
you really want me to go get your ranch dressing for your birthday? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. So creamy things, I guess it's just like a, one of those things. I, I just love it. I don't know. That's do you like cream? Uh, do you like non-creamy dressings? Um, I do now, but it's something like I call it training myself yep. almost Okay, like training myself to eat things like that, eat vegetables, eat fruit. Like those are things I'll tell people, um, I'm working on one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had to work on peppers and then I had to work on like eating onions and I had to be okay with like eating. I've always like hearing someone eat an apple sounds so amazing. And then I would eat an apple and I'm like, this is so overrated. Like why? <laughs> so I've had to work through that on healing my relationship with food where I was like, yeah. I'm enjoying this apple, you know, so, and mm-hmm. just changing your, your viewpoint on, on how you even relate with food. Mm. And so when I tell people like the first part of getting healthy is really healing. And with food and sugar addiction, the only other programs really out there are complete and total abstinence. Yeah. Um, I don't subscribe to this. I actually got kicked out of many uh, food and sugar addiction Facebook groups because of my viewpoints. Oh, wow. And because I don't think that that heals your relationship. It doesn't mm-hmm. really do anything. No. It's like if you if you just go back and eat it, it's just like restarting the whole cycle. Oh, yeah. So because well, I went, what, almost two years without eating massive amounts of sugar. And then as soon as I did, what happened? I regained 65 pounds. Yeah. Like, yep. and you were like, you felt uncontrolled. It was, I felt completely out of control. Yeah. I felt like yeah. every morning, no matter what I would wake up my wake up and go, where's the nutty bar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would go to bed and I couldn't go to sleep without having a nutty bar. Yeah. Well, and I'm really glad that you pointed out you need to heal your relationship with Mm -hmm. food for one. And then two, you can train your body to Mm -hmm. like things because you hear all the time, friends and family. I could never do that. I can't do that. Not happening, especially when it comes to sugary stuff there or even coffee. I've heard so many coffee drinks like, nope, never. Mm -mm." No, you can. You're choosing not to. Like, that's how this works. Um, and the fact you can train your body, like I've heard of people training their spices, like trying to get themselves to, um, handle spicy foods and you Mm -hmm. can, you just slowly put it in your foods as you go. And then you can now handle spice. Like you can do that almost with anything you can train. Your bodies are fucking crazy. It's very interesting. Like what you can and can't do to your body. Like whether it's good or bad, like you can do some really toxic things to this body and still be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Our body chemistry is crazy. <laughs> yes, for sure. It is. When I took my nutrition training, it was, first of all, I, I had my gallbladder removed and that didn't fix the issue. I actually mm. didn't figure out what was wrong with me until I took my nutrition course mm. and found that I have like, it's called sphincter of Adi dysfunction. I'm dysfunctional. <laughs> uh, but, and it's just like a thing that mimics that. But mm. it's crazy. One of the interesting thing is like how much the body really just wants to heal itself mm-hmm. and to like, fix you and to like, make you feel okay yeah. and get you to woosah. Even if it's like, there's something psychologically called eating induced eating, where if you're eating less than 1200 calories a day, your body will psychologically, you could say, Oh, I'm going to have one bite of this. And then pretty soon the whole thing's gone. You're like, what the fuck happened? Open there. Your brain, you're, it took over. It's like, listen, you're, you need to eat something. So your body just wants to like, get you to a happy place Sometimes it does it in really jacked up ways. And you're like, listen, I don't need the ice cream right now. Like mm-hmm. what yeah. is going on? And when I find myself, honestly, the biggest catalyst of being able to have the hope or the fresh breath that I could do this, that I could lose weight, that this was possible for me. Because if you just 
I, I related to like waterboarding, right? If you're mm-hmm. just being waterboarded all the time, you're like, you're trying, you're like, <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what, like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I just mm-hmm. need a breath. And I was like, that's when I started the 10 day sugar detox. And I, I, 10 was my magic number because two weeks sounded way too long and I don't like odd numbers. So seven was a no, and it was a bet against my husband. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I promptly failed, like miserably failed. I put butter on a pop tart failed. Like I failed. I had no idea what was, what was happening and what to do or, you know, Mm -hmm. any of that. So I tried again and I failed again. And so it was like, well, I, I, maybe I can't do this. And once I finally actually made it through the full 10 days, the first time I remember my husband saying, well, you can have your treat today. What are you going to have? Like, good job. You made it. I can't believe he's like, I can't, I can't believe you made it. Yeah. Like I'm really shocked. And I'm like, well, you didn't have to go on. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I made it. (laughs) And I remember going, well, I'm going to have, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't really know. Like, I don't really want anything. Like, he's like, well, do you want ice cream? Like, uh, maybe like, uh, okay. You know, whatever. And I stopped and I was like, this, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like what is going on? Cause mm-hmm. I've never been at a point in my life where someone's like, Hey, what do you want to eat? I'll give you whatever you want. I mean, like, I want this, 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 and this, and I want it from here, here and here. Thank yeah. you. You know, that was who I was. And I was just like at a loss. And so then I had my treat. I couldn't even finish it. It was so sweet. I couldn't even finish the ice cream bowl that I had. And I was like, all right, well, uh, let me see if this happens again. Let me see what happens. And then I had my husband do it. Cause I was like, let me see what that happens with you. Yeah. Like, let's do this. And it's without fail every single time it works. And not just in kicking your cravings, which is a huge thing because when that monster is like not in the corner shouting at you, mm-hmm. that's when you're like, wow, I'm a warrior. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Like I got this, you yeah. know what I mean? And you're going to fail forward because you're going to have times where you're like, I don't really feel like I got this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I created the 10 day sugar detox and I put it in an online program so that people could be like, you don't know how many times people have been like, oh, I wish I could do this. I have no idea where to start. And I'm like, perfect. Cause I literally put everything that you need to know, even with carbs, everything so that you can have that breath at the end of it. And mm-hmm. you feel amazing. You, your skin clear, like you feel like you're 20 again mm-hmm. when you're in your forties and you're like, holy cow. That was one of the things that was the catalyst of really where I was like, wow, I can do this yeah, and it is possible. And again, just because that sugar monster is so easy to get, to get hooked into mm-hmm. that. Once I start, I can feel myself starting to scheme. I'll, I'll notice it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I call it the emergency break, trying to pull the emergency break. All right. Time to get back in control. Let me figure out what's going on. Let me, you know, what's going on in my food? Where am I, you know, I'm having too many trees or this and that and the other. So it's one of those things that really gave me the chance to be the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds really silly because people, no. but that's why I created it for 10 days. And anybody's like, oh yeah, I could do that for 10 days probably. Mm-hmm. And the the amount of freedom that comes out of that is probably indescribable Mm -hmm. because it's taking that voice and it's putting a fucking duct tape over it. You're like, you need to sit down in the corner over now. I'm in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's interesting to me is that, um, my, my ice cream of choice 
back before surgery was this, this cookie crumble Ben and Jerry. So it was like the middle was like a chocolate, almost like a cheesecake crumb type of thing. And I would finish that off in no time. That was my ice cream. I, I had pints of it in the freezer because I didn't want to not have it. And last 4th of July, we were watching, we went to go watch the fireworks out on the boat on the lake. Um, that's like an hour from us. We were camping and Zach, my boyfriend was like, Oh, well, what do you want for ice cream? And so like, I saw it and I was like, Oh, well, I haven't had that in like three years. Okay. Let's try that. Mm-hmm. And it was perfectly melted because it was hot outside. I like my ice cream melted and I was eating it, took about mm, four or five bites. And then I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. And so I closed it up and somehow it made its back, its way back to the campsite in the freezer into in the in the RV. And then somehow it made it from there home. Yep. And got put in the freezer there. And we Mel, we were actually at my house for Fourth of July, Fourth of July. And I open up the freezer to look for ice and I see this thing of ice cream and I'm like, it has officially been in there for a year now. Wild. It is time to throw it away. Yep. And it was kind of like almost like a really emotional, but I didn't want to be emotional about it. But like the the act of throwing that away was kind of like I'm no longer in the space that I was. Yep. There. Yeah. Because I didn't feel the need. You are not controlling me. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of interesting that. It could be 10 days. It could be six months. It could be a year. And you finally get that like snap of like, yep. this doesn't control me anymore. I don't feel I, like I need this to have be on hand just in case mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Yeah. And I remember when I would yeah. go back to say an item mm-hmm. and it does never taste the same. Mm-hmm. That enjoyment's gone. Mm-hmm. That that sweet or creamy taste gone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, why did yeah. I even like care so much about this item? Like I don't even understand it. That's this how I wild. felt. Yeah, yeah. it was like, really yeah. Care. Why, why did I keep it for a year? Mm-hmm. Like why yeah. couldn't I just be like, I'm not, you know, I don't need. Yeah. And oh, I was gonna ask you a question. It's like, so how does someone get on your 10 day detox? Yes. Um, so you can go to reneepaulson.com and then it's right under there. It's the 10 day sugar detox Academy. And honestly, um, because it's so easy, I tell everybody it's your emergency break. I give lifetime access Oh, because nice. I probably run my own 10 day sugar detox at least three or four times a year, especially after the holidays. Anytime okay. I feel like I'm scheming, anytime I feel like I want my jawline to look nice and snatched or anything like, you know, if I'm like, Oh, I want to, I want to feel right. I want to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to feel, you know, like I have energy or lose that belly blow, anything like that. So, you know, I, I give lifetime access and I always have, I always will. Okay. That's amazing. It's something that everybody needs, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a one-time fee guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that will all be linked down below. Um, so you just click on it, go straight to our website. If this feels like, is you like, let's, I feel like we should try it. I kind of want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys in. I'll let you guys in and give you a sneak peek and let y'all in. And that way you can see if you like, I actually even just revamped it because it was called sugar warrior 10. It was funny. You picked that warrior Mm -hmm. sign, which that's what I'm all about. Every, I tell everybody you're a warrior. Mm -hmm. I got the warrior tribe. Love Um, So that way you can really see what it's all about. And uh, yeah, I really, I, it's my, it's my little project because again, if it were like, Oh, some people went in and they were like, Oh, I, I, 
I love everybody goes in to lose weight, but honestly, when you come out, the only thing you can talk about is how freaking amazing you feel. And like your mm. eyes cleared, your skin cleared, your hair mm-hmm. got softer and you're like, what the heck? Then you're such a like, well, in 10 days, like food can really do that. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Yeah. yeah. I really, mean, it's, really it's can. quick. Yep. It's quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the the warrior song. We actually do have at the award show. We have a whole category that is called bariatric warrior, yep. um, which was named after one of our benchies, Stephanie. Um, and she is actually passing the torch this year. So she's handing it to somebody else. So it's, it's awesome. we definitely believe in the warrior status because you go through a lot, no matter if you have surgery, um, do it without surgery or meds or you're just meds or you're using meds and surgery, like any combination, like you're still fighting, you're fighting for your life, no matter what you do, or you do the 10 day detox, whatever it is, you're fighting for your health. Yes. You're trying. You're a warrior. No yep. matter how far you get. Field. Yeah, you're exactly. You're on the battlefield, man. And one of the biggest things is that you're on the battlefield, but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that are there with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if they don't want to admit it or not, yeah. I think that that's that struggle is feeling like you're so alone in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people here. We're all fighting with you. And so yep. people, and even people ask me, they're like, well, do you have any cravings anymore? And it's like, hey, yes, yeah. I am a human, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm right here with you battling. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons I came out so loud about food and sugar addiction and proclaimed as a food and sugar is so that I feel people are watching me, mm. even though they might not be, mm-hmm. you know, but in my head, I'm like, well, who, you know, someone's watching me. Yeah. So Someone. I need to really, yeah. Yeah. Even if you help one person, it's still worth it because you still yeah. are helping that one person take control, take back control over the their life, life of their body. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what yeah. I feel like. I feel like we grew up, um, with all these companies feeding us these this crap mm-hmm. to make it and really we're getting addicted to these foods and then our bodies are acting in a way that we don't understand and then we're shamed for it so mm-hmm. that's cool and then we try to take our life back and realize it's been this sugary nonsense you know like for a long time mm-hmm. and we need to talk about it more because it is a it's a national problem it like, is. Yeah. It is interesting that you know United States is the most <laughs> obese nation, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not rocket science of why, because I mean the tobacco companies literally know how to make you fucking addicted to cigarettes, mm-hmm. and then they bought out a bunch of food companies to make sure that their legacy still goes on, and they still make that money. And it's and we're still all addicted in some sort of way. And the fact that we can't be labeled as food addicts right now because there's no real diagnosis code. Fucking like, put in the code. So let's get the shit going. Like I don't <laughs> like why are we putting all these roadblocks in? Mm-hmm. Like you're guys, you're still going to get your money. We still have to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Hey, insurance companies, we're still going to have diseases. You're still going to get your money. Big pharma. Same thing. We love taking pills. You're going to get your money. Just let the obese people have some fucking help. Right. Yeah. Like this. We now know obesity is a real fucking disease. It's like mm-hmm. diabetes. Once you have it, you can't unhave it. Yeah. So you will we, always battle. We it. need to figure out how to help people battle this. And we need more people like you that want to like that have the voice and like are very excited about like what the hell they're lying. Let's fix this shit. 
Like we need more people on our side like that because it drives me obviously bonkers. Obviously, yeah, by obviously. your monologue over well, there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, even the biggest thing I think that I noticed um, is just that skinny privilege too mm-hmm. of like, you know, when people, when you're bigger and you're just invisible and you're telling people that you're struggling with food and they're just looking at you like that. And you're just like, I don't even want to tell anybody why I'm struggling because of the way that society looks at it. You're, yep. it's, you're looked at as lazy and glutton and that's not the case. No, you know, it's, it's one of those where it's like, you're, you're talking about a human being and they're being fed food that's making them like this. And, mm. and we're not fixing the issue. We're just telling them that it's their fault and they need to figure out how to fix it on their own. Yeah. They just so, need to eat less yeah. and move more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's not necessarily true for all of us. So nope. we, yeah, we definitely need to. And a lot of people don't think obesity is a disease, even nope. though yeah. there are facts up the wazoo of why obesity is considered a disease. Some people do not believe that. They think we're lazy. We eat too much. We eat too much sugar and we don't move. It's always our fault. It's always the When it comes to our body, it's our fault. Like that's what we've learned is that like Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, it's our fault that we ingested this and Mm -hmm. now we are the way that we are. And no one outside of that is taking accountability. And no wonder we think it's our fault. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's pinpointing it onto us. And so when you eat that sugar, that's why you beat yourself up because you're like, why can't I be like everybody else and just not eat the goddamn cookie? But here's the thing. We think that, but But everybody else is eating the cookies. Yes. It's just different genetics. Yep. 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 Honestly, there's even a thing called it like a, not toffee, toffee, then on the outside fat on the inside, ah. where you have genetics. So you look thin mm-hmm. and I, my husband worked with a dude and he would eat like three of those honey bunnies for breakfast and just candy bars all day. Thin guy, mm-hmm. thin guy got type two diabetes. And he's like, how do I have this? I'm like, well, because you're eating a shit ton of sugar. Like, yeah. Just because it's, but yeah. So everybody's struggling with it. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like, why are we, why is society so like, well, it's your fault when literally 70% of people are struggling with their weight and obesity. So it's like, you know, we're all struggling with it. So instead of blaming ourselves, put the blame where it belongs and, mm-hmm. you know, whether they take accountability and change it, that's up to us in America, because I'll tell you that in Europe, they can't use certain ingredients, but they can in, in the United States. So you have food manufacturers here that are mm-hmm. making two separate different ingredients for different countries. So why do we have to have it like that here? Yeah, that's a very, that's, that's a very solid question. One. Yeah, because yeah. literally you I mean, can save money on production if we all just had the same. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But yeah, then well, we wouldn't even, be addicted. Even, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even um, last label thing, but no. <laughs> I think it's Mexico, Israel, Brazil. I want to say Peru, but I don't know if that's the one. And the last one, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but they have warning labels on their, on their food labels now. Wow. Um, they're not allowed to have cartoon characters like on cereal and all that shit. And they have a huge warning label on the front that's like even, I think it's grayed out and it says like excessive, it'll either say like excessive calories and excessive sugars, not recommended for children. Nice. Wow. So you're telling me that Mexico and Israel and Brazil and all, we can, and we can do all, all of those warning labels for mm-hmm. that food, but here where we're making the food, we're just going to put that rabbit on there. That lucky charms be like, here you go, kid. Enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Tricks are for kids. 
right? Yeah, because yep. that's what they're going to ask for. I know I, that's all I wanted growing up. Mm-hmm. Like walking down, my mom's buying <clears throat> that kicks. And I'm like, I like kicks, but what about the one with the bunny? Yeah. Like, can we get yeah. that one instead? Because that looks more fun than kicks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she didn't, thank God. No. But like you ate a ton of sugary I, cereals. That's all we had was cereals. Yeah. yeah. Ours was like, yeah. it was definitely Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Life uh, cinnamon cereal, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorites still mm-hmm. to this day. And what else? I think it's just really those. St- oh, frosted mini wheats. Mm, I hate that. Mm. So <laughs> my mom had the rule that the first two ingredients couldn't be sugar, mm. which I find I'm I find very interesting now. And I went back and I was like, where did you get that? Yeah. I'm just curious because everything else that was in the house was just shit. So mm-hmm. like we just decided one the one thing like. No, that's the one thing. And she's like, I, I just had to put my foot down somewhere. And I was like, uh, I mean, okay. Yeah. I guess that that was the one. That's interesting. I think it's because she was like, she couldn't afford Lucky Charms and all that. So she's like, nope, nope. Yep. Were, get this or that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was how my mom was. She couldn't afford it with four kids. No, single. There was no that. way. And so I yeah. actually, she actually made food. Like she was very good about the food that we ate as kids. It wasn't until I got out of her house and I was like, oh, I have my own money. I'm going to eat Taco Bell every day. I'm going to eat Carl's Jr. I'm going to eat all of these fatty foods and then drink all of this beer. And that's going to, and it didn't end up well. No, no not at all. Never does. Never did. Never does. No, but I felt deprived. So that's part of why I think I have such a hardcore addiction is because I felt so deprived for so many years that I couldn't buy the clothes I wanted. I couldn't get the cereal that I wanted. It was, it was very, it wasn't until I moved out that I was like, Oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do this. Ice cream for breakfast. I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Taco Bell for breakfast, Carl's Jr. for lunch. And then we're going to eat a giant slice of cake for dinner. And then we're going to wash it all down with a 12 pack of beer. That sounds like a good idea. Done. Yeah. Because I know you know me on the beer. Yeah. I used to be able to do that. Yeah. I I remember it would progressively just. I liked beer. So I would just end up drinking more and more beer throughout yeah. the night. And mm-hmm. I, before I had surgery, it was up to literally a 12 pack. I could drink 12 cans of beer to myself. Yeah. And yep. everybody was excited yeah. about it. That's the thing is like you, everyone's like, that is so cool. Good job. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then you're like, cool. I'll just keep doing that. And not mm-hmm. realizing actually the beer is making your tummy get bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Like, yeah. you have no idea. Yeah. Because I literally yeah. didn't have, like, a belly belly until I was drinking beer. Yeah. So you're I mean, we were dr- we were buying 18 cases of Bud Light and not just, like, one. It was, like, anytime we had a party, which was every weekend. Yeah, we'd buy a teener. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, well, we would yeah. buy three or four of them mm-hmm. and then bring them in. And then as soon as we were done, we would get more money and we would go out and buy more. And we would yep. drink whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize that. Like no idea that we was doing. correlated with our, our weight gain. Nope. Not at all. That was like, there was such a big disconnect and still to this mm-hmm. day of like, Hey, what you're putting in your mouth really does affect you. That's what she and said. More mm-hmm. ways than one. Like it's yeah. so many different ways. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, be- I always tell people what goes in is what is what's going to come out. Always you mm-hmm. have, you have, I just found a, another interesting, if you really struggle with skin tags, that that's a precursor of being insulin resistant. So again, what goes in is what will always come out on the body. you got symptoms, you have even wow. mental 
all of those things, everything. Oh, me and Zach are going to have a conversation. I mean, my brother, (laughs) he got up to 450 Mm -hmm. and he has like a bunch of skin tags on the back Mm -hmm. of his neck. I remember that. Yeah, so, yep. that's a thing. It's Zach a does. Thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, her brother and my boyfriend both had uh, surgery also. Yeah. So, um, but, and he did lose 220 pounds, yeah. but I'm going to have a conversation with him anyways. <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> so before we let you go, Miss Renee, what, is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Mm-hmm. You know, anything that you want to get at? Um. Well, stuff I have coming up, um, I'm talking to ProCare on August 3rd, because this will be out bef- right before then. Yeah. So I'm going to go talk to Brenda. I love her. She's amazing. Yes. And um, beyond that, I have a membership that's going to be coming out next month for people. Okay. And a Denver women's event. If you're in Denver, right before your guys is Washington, D.C. So if you guys want to do a loop and come into Denver on the 24th, um, it's going to be a women's event. It's myself and three other women coaches. And it's just literally an all day of feeling self-care, feeling amazing and giving you tools on how to feel the best that you have ever felt. Wow. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. If we weren't going to be in DC early to to get all the things done, we would totally go, but next one, definitely keep us on the list and give us a a heads up. We'll put it on the calendar. Yeah, for sure. Be with you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, Renee. It was like this was amazing, and you blew our minds in so many different ways. I'm glad. Thank you. I know everybody's going to love this. So, so um, make sure that you go and follow Renee, the Detox Coach, on Instagram and everywhere else. And then uh, make sure that you are going to our Patreon, uh, signing up. It's patreon.com forward slash OSLP. Make sure you subscribe subscribing to our YouTube page and get your award show tickets. Yes. JBYAwards.com. We love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to Patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs. That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to arslevipodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also we're on YouTube guys. So type in our name, hit that bell and hit subscribe. And you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to Arsleeve Life Podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. <laughs>